sorry, your finger. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that, because Matt, that was Matt's thing. Yeah. His it's finger's at the ready. Now he's eating his hands. Like, what's he going to do with his... He needs his fingers. He's never going to be able to podcast again. I'll give him a, I'll give him a mannequin hand, but um, I'll make How's it really... Gonna, you have to make it clickable. I'll give him four-fingered mannequin hand. So it's, we've always got that on him. Like, that'll annoy him so much. It'll be funny. <laughs> um, how are you, anyway? All right, just a bit tired. I mean, we're a couple of weeks into January, Chris. I know, I know. And, and plus, I've, I'm still missing that Christmas dinner that I never had, but, yeah. What, you didn't have the turkey? Nah, who likes turkey, to be honest? I know, right? I mean, it's dry, and, like, every other day of the year, no <laughs> one wants to go for turkey. It's mm. all about the chicken or the lamb or the, any other meat. It's dry as hell. Like, it, I mean, every time you get meat in your teeth, that's turkey, right? That, that's the feeling of dryness in your mouth. Mm. I made a joke to my mum, like, let's, let's have a Chinese this year, you know, just some rice and something. But we ended up having a lamb. That was quite nice. Lamb's nice. Mm-hmm. My dad, he made burgers. Nice, yeah. yeah that's like he, no, but he, he doesn't give us, like, the frozen stuff, right? He actually makes the burgers himself. He makes it proper, yeah. Yeah, because my dad used to be a, a chef, and he never actually uses it. Damn, your dad was a chef? Yeah. Oh. He owned his own restaurant once. Now I really wish I'd gone to that meeting with that with all that food that you'd made for me and, and Lewis. Oh, yeah, they loved it. Yeah. Both him and my mum joined in on that one. <sighs> wish I'd come to that. No, but it was funny because, like, I I understood because my parents they think portions are huge. They're like Americans, so oh. so they said, "How many people are going to be there?" And I was like, four When originally there was supposed to be what, like, thirteen of us or something. Yeah. So I said four because I didn't want them to make too much. Yet yeah, they were still made way too much, and the leftovers were eaten by Bhutan the next day. Yeah, they still ate them all. <laughs> yeah, nice it's one, still all eaten. But yeah, they loved it. Nice. And, like, because they can't do spicy because our friends are pussies, listeners. They're pussies. They can't handle any spice. So my, they had to, my parents had to make non-spicy curries. Must have given them... That must have been a bit hard, though, for them to do. No. My parents put so much stock into it, and I was like, it's food, OK? If you don't do it, it's fine. I'll just pick something up on the way home and pretend I made it. <laughs> yeah. Like when you microwave cookies and pretend you've baked them yourself. Oh, holy shit, that reminds me. Don't be eating during this, Chris. Oh, it's going to be so hard. Just because we were down in the well for so long without food. Just one bite. Mm. I went to Millie's Cookies yesterday. Uh, I love that. I like their, um, they have red velvet cookie milkshake. Oh, boy. It's a lovely. milkshake. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, they crush it up and put it in a milkshake. I've once thought about buying one of those big, massive 14-pound cookies that you usually get for parties and making it double-layered and then just taking it home for myself. Well, you guys, I know you probably had no part of it, but you guys got me and Sumi of that for our birthday one year. Mm-hmm, I did. You had no part of it, Chris, just admit it. It was my thought that counted. <laughs> you didn't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Lana Actually, dealt with it. I think that's what gave me the idea to get it for Cherry. Oh, oh your girlfriend. I thought yeah. you were. Just, I thought you were talking about cherries. I forgot you dated someone <laughs> called Cherry. Um, yeah. So, but I had to take that shit on the train outside of London. All the while, it was just eyeing me, just <laughs> tempting me to just run away to Oxford and just yeah. eat out there. For Lana's birthday last year, me and Matt just remembered like like, 20 minutes before she was supposed to arrive, mm-hmm. probably less than 20 minutes before she was supposed to arrive, uh, that we hadn't got her a cake or anything. And we were at Westfields, so there's not exactly many bakeries there. 
So, but we walked past Emily's cookie and they had like a display giant SpongeBob cookie. And that's perfect for Lana, isn't it? Mm. And and they said, you know, we'll buy that one as it is. And they said, no, because that display, it's been sitting out all day. I'm just like, you don't know who we're buying it for. She's not going to give a shit. (laughs) And they wouldn't sell it to us. So we had to sit around and wait while they just gave us the basic happy birthday Lana ones. (laughs) But again, you had surprise on your side. Like you said, you were in Westfield. So Yeah, but the thing is, she was meeting us and then she got there. Yet we, because we were still there waiting for it to be done. Mm -hmm. We were avoiding her phone calls, trying to get her to go long way around Westfields and stuff. And then when she arrived, we were just like, oh, this this massive Millie's cookies bag. Yeah, we got something for Matt's sister because she just popped out a baby. Oh, uh, yeah. She, she didn't must fall have, for it. She must have suspected something on oh her Oh, my day. God. Chris, put the food down. It's so good. Put it away where you can't see it. Speaking of SpongeBob, did you know it's been cancelled? Has it? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's been going on longer than I've been alive. I know, right? It's kind of like up there with the Simpsons. Well, not the Simpsons. Simpsons is the granddaddy. But the family guys, the odd parents, you know, you think these things would be around parents, quite a while. That, that got cancelled a while ago. Did it? I thought it was still going. I'm pretty sure it's not going. It's like Arthur. Arthur's been going on Arthur forever. is still going, man. I know, right? <laughs> I'm so I, happy about I that I still for some sit down and watch episodes sometimes. Do you? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've YouTubed episodes. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Arthur's a classic. This, know, it's right? one of the it's one of the original feel good shows, and it doesn't stoop to a, a lowbrow level to do it. You know, yeah. it doesn't treat its its kids audience. It teaches like kids. It is. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. It's a public service show. You know, I say hey, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. Probably hey, one of the first kids shows. Learn to work and play. Hey, and get along, along with, with each, each other. other. Oh man, you got to listen from the heart. It's awesome. Anyway. Anyway. Today's subject, what are we thinking of? I don't know, Chris. Do you want to spearhead this one? I will indeed, yeah. Oh, will you actually? Yeah, why not? Did you actually research it? Well, I know a little bit about it, but I don't really researched it, no. Okay, I got excited. My knowledge doesn't go deep on this. But today we're talking about the curse, uh, a famous curse within Hollywood. And it affects basically every iteration of this character we of course are talking about the superman curse and now it's kind of like not quite like the the legendary bruce lee curse where actors die well the bruce lee family died but it's more about the actual character itself where every person who has played superman has either died quite recently after or their careers have just ended as soon as they played this role and we still yet to see it with henry cavill oh i've got some words on him perfect but i think we'll start we'll start early so, the earliest version of Superman... Uh, you know what I think we should start with? Go on. Guess. Uh, Christopher Reeve? No. Brandon Ruth? No. Ooh. How about an intro song? Yes. Let's let's put that in here. Chris, are you going to do it this time, or shall I put it in? Do what? Uh, the intro music. All right. Intro music! Where we talk about stuff. You you went to the school of Matt, didn't you? I did, yeah. I t- that was a little bit of a Matt influence right there. Yeah, you miss him that much. He ran away from you, Chris. He ran away from you. Yeah, but I don't care. I mean, know. I actually saw him quite recently. Did you? Yeah. We went to Cambridge and um, looked at what could have been. <laughs> you went to Cambridge? Oh, yeah, yeah the, the place you guys missed. 
you missed it by just a few marks. Yeah, yeah, just a few. Just not, not like, yeah, I was so almost in it. But I decided, you know what, I'm going to, like, hang out with, like, the real people yeah, and um, and people yeah. that have a lower level in, of intelligence. Of course, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't need to be one of the elite. Yeah, of course. I mean, I actually rejected them. They didn't reject me. We all believe you. Yeah. I'm the type of person that doesn't apply for stuff because I know I'm going to get rejected. Because there was a sick form that I was going to apply for. And then I looked at the grade boundaries and then I'm like, I probably could do it, but I don't want to work that hard. So I'm not even going to bother applying for it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they wanted like A's and B's. And I was like, ah, yeah, if I just like studied a bit, then I'd probably be able to get in. But I just didn't. You know, there's a quote from Stephen Hawkins and it's from him himself. People that brag about their IQs are assholes. <laughs> He's calling me an arsehole. I don't know, dude. <laughs> no, no, I'm worse than an arsehole because I could be an arsehole, but I'm too lazy. Oh, yeah. So it's worse. It's worse, but you're, at least you're self-aware, and that's yeah. more so than some people can say. Yeah. I, I have um, average intelligence without trying, so I always wonder what would happen if I could try. I'd rather be a self-aware fool than an arrogant, uh, smart person. Mm. Anyway... Should we talk about this darned curse? This darned curse. Yeah, well, like the one I really want to talk about is super, uh, is Christopher Reeve, of course. He's the famous, the Superman. He's probably the Superman that everyone goes to. But there is a Superman before him. We're going to go back to 1948, which was the star Kirk Allen, the first actor to actually play Superman in live action form anyway. Uh, I guess you have that cartoon of him as well, but I don't really care about that. But he was pretty much the first live-action Superman. If you were to look up some of his pictures, his costume is <laughs> the gayest thing ever. But um, he also, his suit actually has collars at the ends of his arms, where you'd, what you'd expect on a Christmas jumper. Really? So that Yeah, it's like they didn't... I don't know if they knew Superman was going to be as crazy big as it would later on, but he's rocking some, some really tight pants. This is pretty much the earliest version of Superman. Nothing I've pretty much seen, but he seemed to have been typecasted straight after. It's not exactly a suffering of the career or a start of the curse, but after this, it kind of changed the direction of his career. So he was pretty much nothing else but Superman or, you know, superb. It even had a parody called Superb Man, the other movie. So He, he also ended up as Lois Lane's father in the latest Superman films, the Christopher Reeves ones. Oh, did he? Yeah. That's awesome. And, um, but then he died of Alzheimer's. He died. Did. He died. Did. Don't, don't, don't talk to me about stuff when you just said typecasted. I don't care. <laughs> I know <laughs> he, you do. Yeah, he, he died of Alzheimer's in 1999. But he was 88, so he was fairly old. But then again, you don't know how long the Alzheimer's has been around, so... Mm-hmm. He could have not lived much of a life. Yeah, and plus it was pretty shit back then as well, so... Mm. But next up is George Reeves, who is pretty much the classic Superman. He's the person that, like, the curse derives from. Mm-hmm. Because of what hap- what shit went down with him. Yeah. I guess you're right about this being where the curse started, but Kirk Allen, he... You could still say that, you know... Yeah, it, yeah but then, like, with Kirk Allen, it was just shit that happened. Like, with George Reeves, it was fucking... Hell, man. Yeah, the Alzheimer's came way later, and and he went on to live a full life, but, yeah, George Reeves. Fucking hell. Yeah. What happened to him? So, he was Superman um, in 1951. Uh, he reprised this role of Superman. Before we carry on, right, 
I can't be the only person in the world that didn't realise that there were so the, all these Superman iterations before the, the Christopher Reeve Superman film, right? Like, um, like Bud Collier and Lee Quigley, but yeah, honestly, I did not realise. Kirk Allen's the only one that's really. Oh, and George Reeves, of course, are the only ones that I've really seen that are notable. Yeah, no, I knew the names, but I don't remember any iter. Well, obviously, I don't remember. I wasn't alive back then. I wasn't even mm-hmm. alive when like the Christopher Reeve Superman were coming out. Yeah, but um, I I don't ever remember those well it's funny because you remember every iteration of batman but but honestly with superman i just but then again with batman they all sort of came at they were fr- quite frequent mm-hmm. if you get my drift like yeah they switched out actors a lot but it was like batman they'd still be yeah. around every couple of years i mean before our adam west was there really any other iteration i don't know yeah, and let's face it, he's quite memorable. I'm not going to lie, I've never actually seen Adam West Batman. You don't really need to. Think of a Saturday morning show for little kids and then apply that to yeah. uh, 1940s. No, no not yeah. 1940s, 1960s, I think, actually. The closest to Adam West Batman I've got was, um, you know, that episode of Only Fools and Horses? Ye- Where they oh, were dressed yeah, up yeah, as Batman and pretty Robin. much. <laughs> yeah, that's the closest I've got to Adam West Batman. It's quite like that. It is quite like that. You know, except it was weird because I didn't know if we were meant to take it kind of... It is campy and it knows it's campy, but it wasn't always played for laughs. It was kind of played like an actual mystery show. Like, it catered to a very specific audience, I'll say that. Superman never really had that kind of treatment. It was always a little bit more the the, the Boy Scout uh, guy who was like a example to the kids and... You know, he, when he always fight Lex Luthor with brains, you know, he wouldn't punch him or anything like that. So let's face it, if, if Superman punched someone, the show's over. There's no middle ground. He's just the Superman. So it would always be a sort of a mind game with Lex Luthor or something. And obviously uh, hiding his identity was a lot bigger with Superman as well. Mm. Anyway, George Reeves, he sort of suffered a similar fate to Kirk Allen in that he was always, always associated with that role. Mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't matter what he did. I mean, he even tried to produce his own shows, but it all just sort of went to shit because he it wasn't him playing Superman. Yeah, and then other shit happened where he sunk into some sort of depression. Allegedly, on June 16th, 1959, he committed suicide. Allegedly. At, at the age of 45. 45, yeah. yeah. And I say allegedly because the gun that was apparently he apparently used to kill himself didn't have any fingerprints on it, including his own. Mm-hmm. And also, there were rumours that he was having an affair with the wife of an MGM executive. executive yeah. yeah, and if you don't know MGM, then go away. <laughs> but then again. Back in those days as well, you don't, you, you know, they could have been like uh, monsters. I mean, they were in, their in own line right. with like Al Capone, man. Yeah. You don't mess with the movie studios. Exactly, they were probably just down the road as well. So yeah. you've got you've got some serious balls. You have to be Superman to, yeah. to fuck with one of their wives. Yeah, it's very strange, and also to come around that time as well. Yeah, so he was forty-five. He apparently, well, it's actually officially a suicide, but yeah, that's where the there's loads of conspiracy theories because there was no fingerprints and of all those rumours. Mm-hmm. So that's what kick-started the whole curse thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's when it started. It was just an unfortunate event, but you know, no, you it don't was... know if it's an unfortunate event. It could have been a curse at the time. You know, we didn't really have that legacy. So it was just Reeve, what a terrible way to go. And then Christopher Reeve, and he pretty much came on the scene. He's the, you know, you know pretty He's much... the Superman that we all know. Everyone thinks And we of. all loved. Yeah, exactly. And for good reason. He really is 
the perfect looking guy to play the Man of Steel. He's, He's got the, so chiselled and so chiseled, good looking. But and... not overly chiselled. Yeah. Know? You know, and he's got a friendly physique about him, but you wouldn't find in, say, Cavill or yeah. um, even I, Ruth. Yeah. I, I want to say that he could be anyone to you. He looks like he could be your brother, he could be your best mm-hmm. friend, he could be your husband, he could be your father. Yeah. He, you're that comfortable with him. You could go up to him and ask him what's the time and not well, feel not like now, you're wasting obviously. his time. But no, of course not. Come on. Yeah. But um, he feels like that kind of guy you could go up to and just ask him a simple question. You know, he's you wouldn't be wasting his time. You know, he's just a nice guy. And he was a nice guy off camera as well, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, no, apparently he really was. I mean, he had his own foundation and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was even after the incident. Yeah. So let's get to that. Reeve was so... He was very closely identified with the character and um, people started to love him. He made sequel. I, mean, I think it got up to about film four. I th- wasn't the quest it five? For peace. Was it five? I just... I remember it ending with Nuclear Man. And uh, I don't Did really know if there's Googling any Googling it, or should we just wait for people to respond? And it's like, no, you got this wrong. We, we've got so much wrong over the over the years, it's, it's absolutely fine. Oh, God, we've been doing this, well, for a while. Mm-hmm. The years. For a while. For a, a while. while. Christopher Reeve filmography. Because it's probably easier than looking for Superman. I thought it was just four films. Oh, wait a minute, you're right. It's four Supermans, mm-hmm. Supermen that he was in. Four Supermans. Superman. Four Supermen. Four yeah, Superman films. Four Superman films. Yeah. But apparently he was also in Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut in 2006. Oh, so it was just a recut of the second film. Yes, I didn't know that. Yeah, apparently it's supposed to be uh, Superman 2 is like the quintessential Superman film. Probably the best one, apparently. Okay. Even with the crap effects of them, them flying through the air like the snowman. Uh, it's you know still what? Quite nice. I don't like talking about the special effects of old movies because uh, we're in 2016. Obviously, their special effects are going to be looking shit compared to actually special effects nowadays. I think they overdo it too much and look pretty shit. It's still acceptable to talk it down about something if it's shit. And apparently, some people thought it was shit back then as well. Oh, okay. I wouldn't know. It wasn't there. Yeah. Well, it doesn't, doesn't mean you can't criticize something. Mm, it okay. was shit. Um,. Flying through the air like that. It was probably one of the best ways they could produce it back then. Was it wire work? Uh, it was pretty much just them on a... Probably them on a panel with wind blowing in their face and the superimposed background. It does look quite cheap. And knowing Superman, he's flying at maybe uh, three miles an hour or something when you know this guy can go pretty fast. But it would probably wreck Lewis Lane. Uh, but then it, it does also... People always have to remember that it does have some of the biggest plot holes and deuce ex machinas uh, that you can put in film just to retcon everything that went wrong. You've seen the films, right? Uh, yes, but yeah. many, many... When I was a child, so I probably don't even remember much about it. To, to, I think one of them was to... In order to make Lewis forget about everything, he kisses her. Because all, all of a sudden, he has amnesiac powers through kissing. What? Yeah, and then there was another one where... Lewis Lane dies and because he had to make a decision between saving her or stopping a nuclear missile. So he decides to fly really fast around the Earth, which ev- actually ends up turning time backwards. Oh, but um, they got that from the Flash, I think, because he can run... Flash can run so fast that he 
breaks like the space time continuum and then you can go back in time yeah and apparently he can go forward in time now as well according to the tv show which but i didn't know the concept is a big um retcon well, in itself. break the space time barrier mm-hmm. I, I guess yeah no it's feasible yeah uh i think robot chicken actually made a joke about uh his kissing amnesic powers where he he thinks Hang on, let me just go and do this to all my villains, <laughs> and yeah. he actually saves the day doing that. But usually, I just my kissing my amnesiac powers is like roofies. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you don't remember it last Friday. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah, I, I, I roofied you and let a dog kiss you. Oh. By dog, I don't mean like a really ugly person. I mean an actual dog. Oh, that's all right then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ugly people are horrible. Uh, I'm joking. Uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, and only ugly people say that. <laughs> uh, that's not the first time someone ran up to me and said, "Hey, Quasi, how's it going?" What does Quasi mean? Quasimodo. Oh, okay. Yeah, but going on. Yeah, so those are the main films. I mean, Quest for Peace was even worse, but it's still fun. It's campy and it's fun, and it's Christopher Reeve, and you can have. Guaranteed a smile or a good time. And I think Richard Pryor was he in was one of in those one films. Of them. Yeah, and Gene Hackman was Lex Luthor, which, by the way, was kind of cool. Yeah, I liked those films. They were really awesome. Chris, have you forgotten what this episode's about? Yeah, I know, but you need to understand people like banter, <laughs> all right? People don't like focused, shitty, oh, let's get straight to the point. Uh, but you know what? Some people do, some people don't. Like, you yeah. can't tar everyone with the same bloody brush, can you? So you can cater to a couple of extra people. Uh, who cares? We're never going to get enough listeners to actually earn money from this shit. Exactly. So just enjoy it. Uh, we don't know enough people. Mm-hmm. And we don't advertise enough because like, after I've done the social media, I'm just like, that's it. I'm out. Yeah. I'll see you again next week. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, that's the Superman films, and they're really good films. Check them out if you haven't seen them, uh, even though I've kind of spoiled the... Uh, conclusion for two of them. Yeah, you did basically just fuck everyone over, didn't you? Oh, come on. I did say spoilers. Mm, I don't think you did. I said, have you seen the films? Yeah, but you were talking to me, not the listeners. But that doesn't mean anything. That could just mean, oh, have you seen the films? No one listens to this stuff anyway, so who cares? Ah, this one's going to have Superman in the title. Just put spoilers. (laughs) I think our, our, like, subtitle for the Dork Seduction should be Spoiler alert, because we talk a lot about television and film that we've watched and we probably spoiled the shit out of it for some people. Yeah, so those are the the main two Reeves. (laughs) Yeah, but we didn't actually talk about what happened to Christopher Reeves. Yeah, go on. He fell off a horse Uh and was paralysed because he broke, didn't he break two bones in the top of his neck? Yeah. And that caused the paralysis and he had trouble breathing and, and he died, like, how many years later? Uh, About almost ten years later, so yeah, he he fell off the horse. Well, no, he didn't fall off the horse. The horse threw him off him because horses are temperamental when people are on their backs. To be fair, this kind of like I I still think oh yeah, the curse is pretty bad, and I jump on the bandwagon. But uh, the actual event itself, where he became paralysed, happened almost you know almost a whole uh, ten years after. Well, not ten years, but. What, about eight eight or seven years after the actual last film he made? Yeah. But then also he did, before that, he did suffer the same fate as um, George Reeves and what's the first one's called, name called again? Something, Alan, Kirk Allen, Carl Allen. 
Oh, so typecasting. Yeah, typecasting. So he, he sort of lacked a career, but he'd made like quite a few movies, so I'm assuming he had a more successful, fair... A more successful typecasting, because let's face it, if, you, if you, re- you become Superman, it's like getting a good Christmas number one. You're always going to get played as Superman, or you're always going to get like, played at Christmas, you know? It's, yeah. It's, there's bad typecasting and successful typecasting. Yeah. Well, anyway, he suffered from being typecast as Superman for the years prior to his incident, which was happened on May 27th, 1995. Mm. That was two days after my third birthday. Oh, well done you. Yeah. And eventually he died on October the 10th, 2004. Well, that was from heart failure because of the paralysis. Yeah. And before we move on from Christopher Reeve, I mean, this one isn't like, she's not directly in Superman, but... We can say there's a connection. His wife, Dana Reeve, Mm. she died in 2006, and she was only 44 years old. Mm. Of lung cancer. Yeah, of lung cancer, and their child was only 14 at the time. That's horrible. Yeah. And she wasn't even a smoker, she just... uh... She wasn't. This goes to show you can't always blame the cigarettes. We also have the side actors as well. So you've got Marlon Brando. Oh, yeah. We all know this guy. We all know what... I'm assuming we also know all about his personal life as well. Yeah, he's a bit of a sordid pervert. And we won't even get into that Paris film, which apparently uh, he's a bit of a sexual assaulter as well, according Uh, to that. But a lot of people that work in... I'm not going to tar everyone the same brush. I'm not saying all of them are. But you hear a lot of stories about the entertainment industry and the higher level the person is, the more they do it because they know they can get away with it. I mean, that's why you have all, like, the Bill Crosby people out Mm. there. And, like, to Harper, I don't want to, like, bring it back to Jimmy Savile because we always seem to make inappropriate jokes, but the Jimmy Savile situation. Well, the difference with this one is that they did it for a scene. He actually assaulted a girl in a film for a scene. Uh, I, I doubt it was just for the scene. I mean, because, like, you know, you heard about that porn star a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. James Dean, who has ruined, like, the actual actor James Dean for me. Uh-huh. But apparently he, he was he was very violent during those scenes in pornography. James the, Dean, the, the pornography porn that actor. he did. Okay, I'm not familiar with this guy. <laughs> D-double-E-N, I think it is, rather oh, than D-E-A-N. Yeah, I'm putting in the wrong Dean here. Uh... Yeah, so apparently he assaulted a lot of the actresses that he worked with. Really? Mm-hmm. What, just for his porn? I think it was just because he was in that situation he could take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is horrible. That's what a lot of people seem to do. Here's the thing with this last tango in Paris, which Marlon Brando was in. I'll just cover it quickly. The director, as an Italian director, oh, I can't remember his name, uh, Jean-Pierre Lourdes, he was tasked with the scene of doing anal with a girl. And it was meant to be kind of him forcing himself upon her. And she was part of the scene. But this director said, I want you to, to put use butter to loop her up. And apparently he didn't. She didn't realise this was going to happen. But she kept doing the scene. She was also a young actress. And she realised that if she said no, they would just get another girl and she'd lose her spot. Yeah, which is industry. also very horrible. Yeah. Apparently they say, oh, Brando wasn't sure about this. And he kind of said, I'm going to do something. But he didn't tell her what it was. Oh, it was Bernardo Bertolucci. They've uh, it's kind of stained him for me a little bit. It's a shame. It is a shame. But, uh, yeah, it's just a horrible little thing to find out about. That's not even what I was going to say, because that's not like him being cursed. He was the one that did the horrible thing. Yeah. It's not a horrible thing happened to him. Uh, what I was talking about is his kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he had, he had like, 16 or something ridiculous 
a ridiculous amount of kids. Uh-huh. Um, child support payments must have been a bitch. But his son, in 1990, he had a son called Christian, uh-huh. who shot his half-sister, as in Marlon Brando's other daughter, one oh. of his daughters. Oh, crikey. No, no, he shot his half-sister's boyfriend. And his half-sister was called Cheyenne. She was, at the time, pregnant with the boyfriend's child. And in 1995, Cheyenne hanged herself. Bloody hell. Yeah, because of the depression that came from her boyfriend being killed by her brother. And her brother was locked up. And Marlon Brando went to... He he actually was like a character witness for him in court or something, saying that he should have paid more attention, blah, 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 blah trying to get him off on a light sentence or something. Yeah, I don't... Uh, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah. I don't really... Um... I think he's a genius in acting. I don't... Uh, he was in the early years. Like, after a while, when he knew he was successful, he just didn't give a shit. Oh, yeah. He, he, you know, he even forgot lines or he didn't bother to memorise them and stuff. He, yeah, he, he did not give one shit. But there are some good stories about the guy. And sometimes it's good to remember those, too. Like, he did stand up for Native Americans in film. And he did fight for causes he believed in. But I guess it opens up to how dark real people can be. But then also, I, I do think a lot of celebrities and actors and stuff, they do that stuff for PR. Uh-huh. Oh, so he yeah, could have easily been doing it for PR. Well, back in the day, it was a very unpopular thing to do. I mean, he, he didn't show up at the Oscars just to make that point, and he got booed a lot for it, and he got a lot of hate. Mm. So it might have been for PR, maybe he could see where the zeitgeist was going, so he knew that later on people would look back at him and think, wow, what a wonderful man, but at the time, you know, he got scrutinised for it. So you could say that. Yeah, eventually everything in, in the end is PR, but sometimes it's the fact that it is PR that it will actually get some change made, so you take your good with the bad. Yeah. I mean, some people do good stuff, but they also do bad. Exactly. You just have to acknowledge that there are two sides to one person. Yeah. Yeah, so he, his life was a bit fucked up. Another sort of connection would be Margot Kidder, who played oh, Lois Lane. played Lewis Lane, yeah. Yeah. For me... I don't really see much other than, you know, her bipolar, which a lot of people suffer from. She was scrutinised, though, wasn't she? Yeah, Not but outright, act- but... No, 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 but actresses in Hollywood, they get scrutinised. Mm. And to end up, you know, she was on the Superman film, which is a lot of spotlight, and she was in multiple Lewis Lane roles. So when public knowledge came about her bipolarism, I mean, especially back then, you know, when it was a little less understood, she would have become uh, a pariah. You know, she would have uh, treated horribly. Uh, the newspapers pr- create rubbish today. Imagine what it would have been like back then when it was a little less unregulated. Yeah, I guess, like, the experiences she went through when she was bipolar could be seen as related to the curse. But, again, a lot of bipolar people or a lot of pe- people that aren't bipolar have gone through similar or worse things. Yeah. I mean, because she, she thought her husband was trying to kill her. She chopped off her hair and she slept on porches and parks and stuff yeah she was almost raped by a homeless man oh god i didn't know about that so a lot of things happen but fucked up shit happens to people every day and it's just a shame that mental illness in hollywood is only really being understood now and even then it's not really being dealt with it's just being shafted aside like look at carrie fisher (laughs) for a long time she just took a backlight for writing different stories after star wars because she had breakdowns, didn't she? So it wasn't a very nice place to be. One thing I forgot about Margot Kidder. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in a car accident in 1990, which left her temporarily paralysed. Bloody hell, so it's kind of coming full circle there. Yeah. Mm, horrible. Yeah. 
But then we move on to one of the last people to be affected by this curse in the same franchise, uh, this iteration of the franchise, with Richard Pryor. Who is very, very hilarious. Yeah, he's quite funny, you know. I think <laughs> I he's like, funny. I like that Eddie Murphy was a fan. Yeah, Eddie Murphy. I mean, that's his seal of <laughs> approval means nothing to me now. He oh, clearly no, no, has no. no taste. I thought he had some good 90s films, you know. Um, uh, yeah, how long ago was the 90s? Uh, it's almost two decades. Almost well, two decades. Yeah, but I, I still like some of that stuff. He still has a... He came out at the right time uh, for his early 80s... Well, his 80s films. His 90s films, it was kind of like the wind down. He got in a couple of family-friendly orientated things. Things that will be remembered, though. That's the main point. Now, after it, it's like no one... Like, the noughties were unkind, putting him in shit after shit. No one gives a shit. I don't even know what he's doing now, honestly. Hopefully nothing. He's the guy who was once with Mel B now. That's <laughs> about it. Right? Probably for about three minutes. Yeah, spicy. That's, like, That's not my baby. Is <laughs> that your Eddie Murphy impression? Apparently <laughs> so. Bravo. I quite like that. I could have done such a better Eddie Murphy. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I've never practiced. I've never actually tried to be Eddie Murphy. Well, good first attempt, anyway. That is not my baby. <laughs> when does he say that? I don't know. I feel like with Axel Foley. Oh, with... um. He, he has, a, like, a bit of a high-pitched... With uh, Mel B. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I need to watch uh, Beverly Hills Cop sometime. Ah, oh, I haven't watched that in years. It's I really actually good. liked. You know, I know people slate the one where they're in the fun fair. I actually liked that. I liked that was the first one I saw. Number I three. know, right? It was the first yeah. one I saw when I was a kid, and I actually really liked it. I, I guess it's like um, when here's a here's a controversial thing. When I was a kid, uh, the RoboCop I actually liked the best was RoboCop Three because it was so cheesy. But as a kid, it was like easy to enjoy. Um, and it didn't, it really, I don't know if it took itself seriously, but it was so Saturday morning cartoony-ish with violence. Um, so I love that, but watching it now, it's so cringy. It's so hard to watch. So I don't want to have that same effect with Beverly Hills Cop 3 in case it's just like that. But I just have fond memories of it, really. I I have fond memories of like the Chucky movies, like when Mm. they, they did away with the horror, um, because at first they thought it was a horror movie, but then they actually moved it into comedy. And then he had... I thought it was brilliant and I loved it. Yeah, but seed. then but then they had the um reboot in two thousand and nine, I think it was, or later was, actually. I was think that, it was more recent than two thousand nine. Was that seed of Chucky? No, 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 that 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 was two thousand and four, I think. I actually yeah, quite that liked was 2004. that. I liked it because I liked it when it went full on comedy. It was campy, yeah. it was cheesy and you love it. You had the the, the kind of David Bowie inspired character and um Oh, The Bride of Chucky. Oh, yeah. yeah. Perfect. I mean, I watched it, like, many years ago when it came out. 2004. How old was I then? Probably too young to be paying attention to Chucky. <laughs> but I was like, two dolls going at it and conceiving a child. It's perfect, right? <laughs> yeah. But what I was going to say was um, uh, a few years ago... They did away with that, and they did a reboot, which was like a proper horror movie. They tried to make it, and I'm just like, ah, this is no good. This is bullshit. Did you say that was 2009? No, no, I thought it was 2009, but I think that's when it was announced that they were making it. I think it was more recent. I think it was within the last couple of years or so. So it has come out? Yeah, it's come out. Oh. I think me and Yulia watched it when we were staying at hers. Was it any good? 
I don't think so. Uh, did it do I can't remember that much about it. I think it, so it's clearly forgettable. Oh, that's a shame. It's like when they try to reinvent Jason. <laughs> what, with, like, Jason in space? Oh, no, that was awesome. <laughs> Jason X was awesome. You, you mean the 2009 Friday the 13th? Yeah, the one with uh, Rob Zombie helming the uh, the directing role. I, I, it wasn't as great as, say, like, this early noughties Freddy vs. Jason and Jason X. I like so, Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, it's so brilliant. <laughs> it's like... Your favourite slasher film meets Sabrina the Teenage Witch with all these kids around. And mm. It's awesome. I love that that atmosphere that they portrayed, but it's just they went there. And even though it was shit, they made something wacky and out there, and I appreciate that, you know? You know what I really liked? Cheapest Creepers. Ah, uh, I've Because that s- creeped me the fuck out when I first watched it. I have seriously got something to tell you about that film. But what was your favourite part of that film? <sighs> was, it, was it when they discovered his little gob den? Under the ground. That was pretty good. That was pretty creepy, right? Number two, even even though it was kind number of Number two, I, I liked of... it. It was number two, the one where he grew back the head. Yeah, I think it was. I think um, that was brilliant. I still think it was kind of cool, even though it was not as good as the first one. Oh, yeah, it never is. Very but, like, campy. Apparently a third one's been in development for many, many years, but I don't think it's going to happen. Well, there are people that are protesting it. Do you know why? Why? The director is a convicted child molester. How about get a different director? Yeah. That's kind of why. Would, would that be too easy? I don't know. Because I, I, if he I was mean, the helming, director doesn't own the film. It's the studio that does. If he was helming the second one, I'd be like, you know, there's not much else. There's not exactly any artistic value to keeping him. But I don't know. I think he has some sort of ties with it. Um, mm. I don't know why they can't just get someone else. And he's ba- he's he's working now again. And I didn't realise. Yeah. He's, I'm, I'm sorry, but um, a sex offender... Mm-hmm. Uh, can get more work in Hollywood than someone that's uh, a female that's over 30. Thank you. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? What yeah. the fuck? That's another thing that Margot Kidder suffered from. She aged. Yeah. She was the butt of many jokes as well. Uh, it was very bad taste. And she didn't really do much after that. Um, I think she just ended up doing, like, guest spots and stuff. Because I know yeah. she showed up on Smallville at some point. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. A lot of those Superman actors or franchise actors do that when it gets, like, a reboot. I mean... It's just a throwback, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got, like, you remember this old actor that's now ironically playing this father? Yeah. I might be incorrect, but did Christopher Reeve show up to the new adventures of Clark Kent and Lois Lane, or...? I wish he did. I, oh, uh, I, 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 I don't wrong? remember him. But I'm pretty I... sure Christopher Reeves did something. He made a was... made, might have made a cameo. Oh, no, Christopher Reeves was in Smallville, I think. He was? Yeah. Was it like a Django cameo where he just appears and everyone No, knows? I can't remember because it was ages ago, but yeah. I'm pretty sure he played like a doctor or something or a professor. Man, that's awesome. Which an- another Christo- funny Christopher Reeve story I have to tell in my personal life. <laughs> For the longest time, I thought Christopher Reeve... And Stephen Hawking were the same person, and none of my family corrected me because my <gasps> brother thought it was funny. It is funny, but oh, serious? Yeah, because obviously I'd watched. You know, <laughs> my experience with Superman predated my knowledge of Stephen Hawking. So mm. I saw him, and then I heard about like the horse incident and stuff. And then, like a few years later. Stephen Hawking shows up in my consciousness and I get... I don't know why, I just made the connection because they're both in a wheelchair, I guess. Oh, brilliant. And I don't know, I must have thought they looked similar somehow, I don't know. But I don't know why, for the longest time I did. There's nothing wrong with that, you were a kid. Actually, it probably wasn't that long. It felt, it felt longer than it did because I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But 
I, I, I genuinely thought they were the same person. And I thought it was so impressive that he went from Superman to being super smart. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, this guy is brilliant. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if that was a power he pulled out of his ass in one of the films. Yeah. Apparently they did use that in the comic. He became it, super smart. Uh, one of the big problems about the comic Superman is that you weren't given a full sheet of his powers, so he would surprise you with new powers, which is perfect if you're a writer doing this every week or month, you know, because you've got a problem that you need to get out of. Don't worry, I have super easy problem solver, number one, you know. Yeah, so apparently he was also really good at science and math and would wow everyone when he had to get out of a problem. So, it, But it would be silly things like, um, oh my God, Superman, this missile's coming at us, and he'll say something like, don't worry, it's five o'clock on a Sunday in Taiwan. Maybe if I shoot my laser slightly this way and it's like the most technical science ever to get out of a situation it doesn't make sense mm. but in the comic it's fine see they did that with um barry allen you know the flash yeah but his one made more sense because he was smart before he was the flash and yeah. then when he became the flash he could be he was fast at everything so he's speed read mm -hmm. loads of books so he did a lot of learning apparently he um he could run around the the earth really really fast in like a couple of seconds but it could destroy him it could probably destroy the earth as well yeah so think about like the wind and all the other elements that he's affecting yeah. by doing that what if he runs into a plane theoretically if he ran into a, a, a fly wouldn't it kind of be like a bullet to him or something does that yeah, make his body more fragile or everything around him like paper well actually no because i think it will be the opposite like if the fly was going incredibly fast and hit him in the chest it'll be like that's a bullet but say like when you're running if a fly hits you in the face does it hurt you no, no. It, you could just feel it but apparently um i had this conversation with daniel once as well and he said that oh, when you're going that sake, fast conversations with daniel they never <laughs> actually end up anywhere do they <laughs> but yeah he made a good point that when you're going maybe that fast everything is accentuated to uh, you know magnified by a thousand so uh, one little pinch might feel one little tap might feel like an extra thousand punches or something. You know, um, it's hard to explain because we've never actually had to experience that. But yeah, it's... but knowing Daniel, he ended up relating it to sex somehow, didn't he? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. But he he made a good point, and I, I was actually on your side of the argument where I thought the fly would just get disintegrated, and you wouldn't. It might feel like a bullet, but it would be less of. I mean, if the fly was at the same strength as Superman, then yeah, I'd get it. But the fly is not. Mm. If it would be less of an unmovable force, meaning an un unstoppable object, and just two unstoppable objects, they both get destroyed. But then I made up the point, well, what about dust? <laughs> what about molecules? Because uh, wouldn't no, that no. Be... If you think about a car accident, so if yeah. a car hit a bike, the mm -hmm. bike is going to end up having more damage than the car. Of course. But so we're it's the about... same thing, isn't it? We're talking about crazy uh, superhuman levels here, so... Yeah, but I know, but they all derive from something real. Mm -hmm. well, anyway, you were talking about Richard Pryor. How did we get into this conversation? Well, Richard Pryor, he, you know, he was um, suffering from drug addictions uh, around that time when he was at the peak of his being a comedian. He, he also had MS. Yeah, he was in Superman 3, and to be honest, he was kind of played down as well. It was a bit cringy. To be honest, I, I think it might have something to do with the fact that he was going through drug, drug addiction at the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you give a drug addict that much work to do? Because I know that we got we complain about how actors, you know, they dilly-dally around all day, but those are long days. Mm. 
they're long hours where you have to spend on set. You're sleep deprived, yeah, and if you're pop, and if you're off the set and you're just constantly doing drugs, you know, it's yeah, gonna affect maybe you. maybe it did affect him, but I'm not too sure myself. Uh, it's just the roles themselves, the actual scenes, just a little bit cringy. That's all. And also, he he was in a relationship with Margot Kidder for a while. He was, was he? Yeah, and he got paid the same amount of money as Marlon Brando. That's the only reason he took the job. So maybe it was a shit part and he just took it for the money. Oh, wouldn't you, you know? But yeah. in the end, he was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I did say that. Yeah, so it's this is where the curse comes into effect. And he lived until about 2005. He died at the age of 65, basically. Yeah. Cardiac arrest. This is such a lovely, um, yeah... Yeah, so wonderful. Well, even before that, he, he ended up in a wheelchair. Mm. A lot of these people end up paralysed or in wheelchairs. They die later on, but it's always an initial... Uh... It's a slow death. They're the worst, yeah. though, aren't they? Exactly. Like, if when I die, I'd rather, you know, just get shot or something rather than die of, like, a long illness that takes decades off my life. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that people should come over and shoot me. They don't like yeah, what I say. I, I, I would love, I would prefer to not suffer. Yeah. Like, if I knew that I was going to have, like, a long-term illness that would eventually lead to my death, mm. that's it. I, I'll get all my affairs in order and stuff, sign over all my shit to people so yeah. they don't have to pay inheritance tax Go do and something off good. myself. Exactly. Go, have a good two-year period or just one year or whatever. Do some stuff that makes you happy. And just come to peace with what you've done and what you are. Yeah, and then go into a, like, a forest in New Zealand and, you know, top yourself. Oh, to the, to the Lord of the Rings set, yeah. Yeah. I would love to do that. But at the same time, it's, it's about, we don't know, so I wonder if I would actually have the courage to say, yeah, I'm ready to die. You don't know, do you? You might say, no, I want to hang on as much as I can, even if it hurts, but... Again, you can't, you don't know, do you, really? In the meantime, those, those are the actors. Those are some of the most important deaths. So I'm going to uh, go there over... There is one actor death that um, I find the most sad. Okay. Lee Quigley. Oh. He played the Superman baby. Oh. Superman as a baby in the Marlon Brando films. He wasn't given a chance. What happened to him? In 1991, I think he was like 14 years old, mm-hmm. he um, huffed air freshener from a can and died. Oh. So, solvent abuse. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Right. Bloody hell. This is a interesting curse. Yeah. And also, he was British. I don't know why I'm saying that, but it says so in my paper. So, he was British. So, he was he was basically just a British actor. Yeah. In, and this was in England. He died as well. Yeah. And apparently, he... Um, no, no, no. He was English. He was British-born. I don't know where he lived. But apparently, before his death anyway, he didn't exactly live the happiest life. Because, because of his role as Superman, people seemed to tease him in school. Why the fuck would they do it? He was just I a baby. I don't understand like, why. He was set like seven months old when he was cast. I mean, Jake Lloyd, yeah, sure, I understand that. But Yeah, because you could sort of tell there's a resemblance. He's a seven-month-old baby. It could be anyone. Exactly. Like, uh, some people just need someone to hang on to. But That is sad. That is really sad. And plus, he didn't have any control on that either. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Superman curse has touched upon people behind the scenes of the Superman universe. Mm. Namely, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. The writers? Yeah. Yeah. The creators. I think they sold their copyright fairly early on, didn't they? Mm. To Warner Brothers. And they got, you know, screwed out of lots and lots of money. And eventually they got into court and they were allowed to get twenty to $30,000, I think, per year for the rest of their life. But they still died destitute. Mm. Apparently, there's a rumour that Schuster ended up delivering packages to the DC building. 
And he got called into the office of an exec because he was embarrassing employees. Because he's basically the reason that they earn a living. Yeah. And he was given like $100 and told to get another job. Wow, that's cruel. Yeah, so eventually they did end up getting some money out of it. But it's not a lot for what... For for the amount of money that the Warner Brothers and all the higher-ups were getting and DC were getting for it, they they were getting peanuts. (sighs) I mean, they still end up getting credited, but still. It's such a cruel thing. Like, uh, they would have to have wronged someone to get mistreated so badly. Yeah, but then you hear about this all the time. It's like the Bill Gates Windows situation. A lot of companies do this. They buy out a good idea, Mm. and they pretend... They play it down to the creators or whatever, make it feel worth... Make them feel like it's worth less. Yeah. And they buy it up for nothing, and they just build it into a whole massive brand. Remember how we talked about psychopaths always in control of stuff? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. uh, I wonder if they're (laughs) even aware of how dickish they're being. No, well, psychopaths are the ones that succeed in business. Mm, It's a business. There's also another behind-the-scenes ones that I don't actually know much about, but um, I'll mention it anyway. So there's a couple of brothers called Max and Dave Fleischer. Fleischer? Mm -hmm. Fleischer. They produced the Paramount Spider-Man... Why why did I just say Spider-Man? They ended up producing the Superman cartoons... But um, they delved into family feuding and financial disaster. That's a shame. A funny thing about that is the only reason that DC went for the Superman cartoon was because of how well received the Batman animated series was. And Batman they just wanted animated to, series was so good. It's so good. And they wanted to repeat that success. And I could see them doing it because they used the same type of uh, style. The problem is, though, the Batman animated series deals with a lot of noir, dark, colours but superman was all bright colours where it doesn't show very nicely yeah uh, superman kind of was like supposed to be bright in a symbol yeah. of hope you can't make that noir and if it isn't made noir it's not going to look as stylish and that is a problem yeah take note zack schneider mm-hmm. uh, and there's one that i want to mention that i saw on wikipedia just because i think it's the most funniest one because it's the most stupid and attention grabbing one kate bosworth blamed superman for the demise of her oh, relationship yes, to orlando bloom <laughs> And yeah. I just thought that was funny because it just seemed like she probably just wanted publicity. I'm just like, really? Of all the other people that have suffered, you're going to blame your relationship failure on the Spider-Man curse? The Superman curse. The Superman curse. Sorry. Yeah. The Spider-Man curse just diminishes people's careers. Yeah. That's another one. But I, I quite like that. I mean, <laughs> she if anything, got off the lightest, which, not not bad, you know, well done. I think her saying that invalidates the curse completely. But I also also think it kind of boosts Orlando's reputation quite nicely as well. Like, it was such an ordeal, she blamed it on the curse. <laughs> mm. It also just makes me dislike her as a person. It's like, this is what I you wonder, think yeah, happens I what in your curse. made her think that. Like, were they watching it one night? And Orlando went, hmm, yeah... This- Mm, I was in free blockbusters. What's this? <laughs> but that's Kate Bosworth for you. Anyway. I mean, I mean you've also got, like, the Dean Keynes and the Brandon Roofs of the world that uh, played, played it. Brandon Roof. I want to talk about Brandon Roof. I want to talk about Superman I like Returns. Brandon Roof. Let's lightly touch upon Lewis and Clark. They didn't really do much else afterwards. I think Lewis... Hey, Taron Hatcher actually had another yeah, successful TV, say, TV series, which is very rare for any TV actor, let alone, you know, one mm. that has such a huge character. Now, the Lewis I've seen a few times, but... It was actually, secretly, it's actually one of my favourite soups. I really liked Lois and Clark. Yeah, it was such a nice sort of 
weekly. It was always on After the Simpsons. Um, a nice note before the Simpsons. <laughs> no, no, Chris, when we were kids, everything was always on the, After the Simpsons because The Simpsons was on every day. Actually, no, <laughs> Lewis and Clark, I specifically remember being on before. It was like a sort of, it was like the Star Trek for BBC Two basically. BBC played Star Trek. No, no, no. What, I'm, what I mean is that Star Trek was always put on in the middle of the day, and so was Lewis and Clark, but Star Trek was on, like, what, Channel 5 or something? Or... Star Trek, I'm pretty sure that was on BBC, weren't it? Wherever it was. It was just a really nice show to watch, and I, I didn't really take it too seriously. Yeah, like, it's a show that you can enjoy with your family, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's nothing that your parents could object to as a child watching Lewis and Clark. And it focused on, it did focus on one of the more interesting aspects of Superman. It's because you know he's going to win the day, no problem. But his relationships, you know, at the Daily Planet and uh, just the, the small things, which yeah, I found quite life. interesting. His personal life. And I found that really interesting. And they humanized Superman, which I've always felt Superman was just, he is an alien, but he's too alien. He's too removed. It doesn't, things don't affect him rationally like they would affect us but in this they really made him into a uh, you know a human being yeah it was nice yeah and yeah you wanted to say something about brandon ruth but i'm gonna first start by saying i like brandon ruth i do so so don't attack him or anything but now he is dylan dog and that's where he stays i've not watched Dylan dog i haven't but no Apparently. no but he was ended up being in chuck and then he was in arrow and yeah he and he was in scott pilgrim but like, he's a fanboy's wet dream now yeah like, uh, all these other people have been... Yeah, he's always going to be associated with Superman. But he's got cult role after cult role. I feel it was probably a little bit of uh, self-awareness on his part. Going for, what's his name, Todd in Scott Pilgrim? Was it Todd? I can't remember. The third boyfriend in Scott Pilgrim. That was such a great role for him. And he was perfect in it as well. You know what I liked him in? This movie was shit. Zack and Mira make a porno. Oh, yeah. But he was in it very briefly. But I actually thought he was really funny. That was, like, the first time I saw him post-Superman, I think. Really? Yeah, because I think Zack and Mira make a porno was, what, 2008? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I thought I actually thought he was quite funny in it. He played, like, a mem- one of a gay... A member of a gay couple. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. I need to watch that film again. Yeah. I never watched it all the way through, but... Um, oh, no, shit, you don't need to watch it all the way through. Yeah. It's Kevin Smith, right? No, it's Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I still love... I, you know, I can always watch a Seth Rogen flick. No, pro- mm, no problem. No, you can't. Really. I can, I can. What's uh, an unwatchable I, Seth Rogen It was Rogen one film? of those movies that I gave to Kex. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that, that's how bad it was. I didn't even want to be in ownership over it. What's an unwatchable Seth Rogen film other than Zack and Mary? I haven't watched Observe and Report. Observe and Report. Uh... And, but I have no urge to watch Observe and Report either. Mm. Yeah. Um, the Green Hornet. I know people uh, hated it, but I didn't mind it. I mean, I didn't think it was the best thing in the world, but I don't think it was the worst thing in the world. I remember when you said you were watching it with one of the girls. Um, was I? I think you I said can't remember that if I watched it with someone or I watched it by myself. <laughs> I can't remember specifically, to be honest, but it, it looked like it was... It, 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 it's good that they turned it into a comedy, I'll just say that, because it, it could be taken seriously at this point. But at the same time, it was at a point where I thought Seth Rogen was being overused too much. Oh, yeah, because he had those few years yeah. where he was having, like, ten movies out a year. Exactly. He was very oversaturated. Yeah, but point. he scaled it back now because he's doing more behind-the-scenes stuff. He's doing more behind-the-scenes stuff, which is yeah. good. And, you know, like, some of the other films, like The Interview, I, I really liked. You know, I love his bromances on film. This comes off as a nice guy as well. You know, he's yeah. down-to-earth, so. Yeah. yeah. All right, so... Yeah, you were talking about Brandon Ruth, yeah, and we was, got distracted. Um, but Brandon Ruth, he's a lovely guy, lovely actor. His roles are always quite fun. This Superman Returns, 
no, I didn't really see that film coming out when it did. It came out. Kevin Spacey was Lex Luthor, and I'll get into Kevin Spacey later. Brandon Ruth, after Superman, was criticised. It was a very meh film. I think the highlight was a plane being saved, and afterwards, this is where typecasting becomes official. It's very bad to be typecasted when there's no more casting that's similar to this pigeonhole that you're put in. So he didn't really do much afterwards at all. Not immediately afterwards. I mean, but he yeah. has worked now steadily ever since yeah. in the past few years. But, you know, an actor of his calibre shouldn't have to work steadily, you know. I was hoping that he w- he was blowing up to be the next big, next big thing. But. but I think he could make a really decent comedy actor. I really do. Yeah, I do. I don't really like Legends of Tomorrow anymore. I mean, I watch it because it's involved in that whole universe. Mm. But he's one of the lighter moments of that show. Yeah. But then he's also he's also like a guy that you could see as a friend. So yeah. when I see when I see Brandon Ruth, I do sort of see Christopher Reeve in him. So I think that's the main reason he was cast. I was about to say, compared to someone like Cavill, he has that same Reeve quality of friendliness and you know just yeah. just chilled out looking. Yeah. But, but I think he could be a very good comedy actor and i think he can given a good script i think he could probably do drama if he needed to mm-hmm. but co- being a comedy actor is nothing to like knock at this point because i think it's much harder to be in a comedy and make someone laugh than like be in a melodrama and make someone cry yeah. like even actors say that they say comedy is a harder harder genre yeah apparently yeah and i like that he doesn't seem to take himself too seriously either uh, that's that's one of the biggest things you can do as an actor is just treat everything with a little bit of uh, silliness, you know? Yeah. Dean. Dean, Dean Kane was the name of the guy. Yes, it's, there we are. Oh, I did lo- you not mention the name? I, have, I, I didn't mention the name. name. I couldn't remember his name, yeah. But then he's also been typecast, and I think he's he, he's in Supergirl now. He plays um, Supergirl's dad, I Oh, think. yeah. There seems to be an ongoing benefit with this whole The Last Superman. Yeah, you'll always be jobbing. It's awesome. I'm jobbing. And even if you can't get a job, I mean, you could do all those conventions and stuff. Yeah, that's the real moneymaker. Well, not moneymaker, but I think, aside from money, going to conventions where you have all these people that love you, that would be so awesome. Money money and conventions, good. Like, yeah. these supernatural actors, I know you don't want to hear about it, but they can... they do a lot of conventions when they're off-season. Mm. Like, I've read about the amount of money they get paid. Like, even, like, the secondary characters, they can get paid, like, $40,000 over a weekend. Bloody hell. That's did more you, than most people make in a year. Did you know that um, Stan Lee was charging people £25 to take pictures with him? That makes sense. Yeah, but bloody hell. Yeah. Oh, one thing I wanted to ask you, actually, before we move on with returns. Did anything happen to Tom Willing? Uh, I'm going to go on to that afterwards. Okay. And you wanted to carry on with returns, didn't you? Yeah. Um, after returns, uh, we we know what happened to uh, what's her face, <laughs> the Orlando Bloom's old flame, Kate Bosworth. Yeah, she lost but her career. She lost her career, but you know what? Uh, I'll take that over death. And um, Brandon Roof kind of got typecasted. He got Dylan Dog. I think Brandon Roof's doing well. I'm not going to lie. I think he's doing well. I don't think he's been that. I mean, sure, everyone's going to associate that with him because uh, associate him with Superman because that was his first big role. Mm. Yeah, that was his breakout moment. I've never actually seen anything of him prior to Superman Returns. So I think that's, yeah, that's a thing that people are always going to associate him with. But I think someone like Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm. There's so many things that he's associated with. I mean, it's not a bad thing. Here's the thing about Leonardo. He has done so many things, so many diverse roles, and yet each role now, it's not him that's typecasted. It's 
the characters in those roles. I'll look at the character from Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street and I'll just see him as the same character from Shutter Island now. I, I just see Leonardo's face. He's kind of hijacked those roles. So in a way, they are typecasted, even though they're very different people altogether. Mm. So it, he does play them differently, but he's still got that very distinct persona of Leo's voice. Um, don't get me wrong. I love Capo. I love DiCapo, <laughs> DiCaprio. But it's a bit trickier with him. Yeah. Okay. Superman Returns. Yes. You were talking about it. You wanted so, to say something, and we kept getting distracted. Yeah. So I'll go on to Kevin Spacey. Has not done anything of note since except for except for his uh, whole career no 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 since returns i mean he did house of cards he's done other stuff he he mainly does theater though yeah he was running a theater in england he's worked oh he's worked and now he's doing uh (laughs) what's it called the cat film uh what cat film he's he's done a recent film hang on a second it's, I, I, saw I, I the don't know how it. you've brought Kevin Spacey into this because, like, when I think Kevin Spacey, I forget that he was in Superman Returns. Oh yeah, because he he's had such a wide, varied career. I mean, I don't associate him with uh, Superman and Returns. No, no, but he's also become a meme as well. So whenever someone says something wrong or gets something yeah, you wrong, know what, Chris? Yeah, not everyone's life revolves around memes. There's me so and other it. mature people in the world. That don't pay attention to any of these meme business. Ooh, Mrs. Elitist. <laughs> Nine Lives, that's the film. So he's he's basically in a family-friendly cat film where he gets turned into a cat. And the trailer, when I first saw it, I thought it was one of those piss takes that you got in um, Tropic Thunder. It is actually a real film. And yeah, it, but plenty of actors do kids' films. Yeah, of course, but this looks like the parody of those ones, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's a real film, so it's it's yeah. It's... So you're saying he's cursed just because of one movie that he's done since? Well, I'm just trying to find everything I can. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think Kevin Spacey applies here. Say what you want, uh, I will. but this is a really bad film. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Anything else about Superman Returns? Uh, no, pretty much that's what I'm okay. going for. That brings us to our final two: mm-hmm. Tom Welling and Henry Cavill. Mm. They suffered the worst fates because Tom Welling, he just went missing. And Henry Cavill, like, he he lost every ounce of personality he had and audience appeal. Hang on. Let's go back to Tom Welling. He disappeared. Yeah. Like... Like, have you seen him about in the last six years? No. I was actually kind of thinking that... I think he's gone missing. I was thinking... Not not in, in general... It was a joke, and now you've just killed it. Well, you're not very good at him. Um, I was thinking that they might do a continuation with him as Superman. But I think that was the rumour when they, like, brought out the Superman movies. It's too late now, anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was is, too old for it, even when he was playing it. Which is a shame, because I only watched Smallville on and off a little bit, but... You know, to build it up for so long, even I would say, you know, wasted opportunity there. You know? But then Smallville, if you think relatively, it didn't have a huge audience. Mm. I mean, people our age watched oh, it, but it had a it. cult. It had a cult. Going yeah, on but it, you know? I mean, it doesn't. But it's it's mass. questionable because I still think there were a lot of people watching it. It was kind of like the Buffy. It did still have quite a lot of people following it, but it definitely had a very niche market. Buffy was more niche, but yeah. Buffy it, will, has already outlived Smallville. Like, who talks about Smallville now? No one talks about the brilliance of Smallville. 
no. I think I think not. one of the reasons Tom Willing Tom Willing Tom Willie, Welling has suffered is because first of all he played Superman and he's typecast and he played him for ten years, but it wasn't exactly the best iteration of Superman. So he played an iconic character in a subpar piece, and he was a terrible actor in it. I might have a theory what? about why he's gone. Every time you play Superman on the screen, that's when the curse activates. And the more it happens, the more it intensifies. Christopher Reeve, you know, bless him, became paralysed because he played Superman like four times. Tom Welling had 50-plus episodes as Superman. He had like 200-plus. So, you know, dying or having an illness wasn't enough. He's just been wiped off the face of the earth completely by the powers of the curse. That actually makes perfect sense yeah because let's face it he's probably had the most screen time more than anyone as superman and uh that's everlasting damage that is true actually yeah oh my god tom welling spent more time as superman than christopher reeves he's just phased out of reality completely yeah and henry cavill i mean he's not gonna have a career after this uh, because he, he's, his... he's he's the most blandest actor i've ever ever seen on screen yeah and also and also also (laughs) (laughs) even while he's superman no one will go out and see his other films so what's gonna happen when he's not superman anymore i'm sure his body would do him (laughs) would do him some justice because remember when he first came out i'm just like oh he actually looks quite nice he's the type of person Mm. i think i might be attracted to and then he opened his mouth and i'm just like nah and then i saw him as superman and was like double nah he's british isn't he yeah, he's British. Yeah. He's, like, too British. Remember my like, we were talking about elitism before. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He's uh, so posh. I think uh, one of my relatives said he came off a little bit uh, pompous. Oh, no, he is pompous. He seems fairly pompous to me. Yeah. But then again, people with that ilk usually are when they've uh, come but... so far and they have a body like a Greek god. And mm. gave... It seems like he was that pompous from the beginning. Yeah. Do you remember that famous clip of Ben Affleck? Uh, sitting next to Cal- Cavill, and uh, they find out that the, the film Batman vs. Superman hasn't done that well, and it kind of yeah. zooms in on Ben Affleck's face. Yeah. That one scene alone gave Ben Affleck more character than Cavill did, yeah. saying all those words, and Ben Affleck didn't have to say one single thing, and there was more character in his face. Yeah. And it was brilliant. It's one of the best clips of the year. Yeah. So, what do you think about this Superman class? Real or foe? I want to hold off until I see... Actually, that's the point, until I see more of Cavill. We probably won't. There is, they, they really are trying to speed things along with this DC universe. So I expect we'll see something more from uh, Superman. But from what I've seen, not one Cavill Superman film has had a a generally positive response. I'll say that. I actually meant, um, like, in general, do you think this um, Superman curse is real or not? Because we're at the hour and 16 minute mark, Chris, and I want to wrap up. I don't believe it's real. But I believe people make it real when they pass this stuff around. So the more it's like that sort of psychology of the more you think something, the more you'll make it happen. So any small thing that happens to an actor, people will point and shout, curse, curse, you know, even though it might just be something small or you know, just an illness that they were bound to get anyway. Yeah. So uh, I think Cavill is going to start, because he'll have a lack of work maybe, he'll be typecasted. His body, he won't need to keep it in shape that much. It'll start to sag a bit. People will see the sag and think, curse, curse, or something. Mm. Um, I think people make the curse real. I don't believe in the curse. Okay. Well, with me, I'm just going to say Hollywood is a fucked up place. So the the ones that are involved in the drugs and stuff, yeah, it makes sense. 
a lot of Hollywood are involved in drugs. It's just they're one with more public. The people behind the scenes, guess what? Creators and innovators, they get screwed over by the big businessmen all the time. That is a fact of life. Yeah. And uh, with what happened with Christopher Reeves, it was a terrible accident. It happens. I mean, it's not a good thing, but it happens. And the typecasting, that happens with everything. I mean, you just need to find a role that will actually bring you out of that, and they never did. It's when you put the curse in the spotlight. It's the same with celebrity deaths of 2016. Everyone's dying every year anyway. But when you put these things in the spotlight and give it a name, then it fulfills its own prophecy, and people will start to associate any little thing with that event, basically. Finishing up my point. So I think it's all a coincidence, because this stuff is going on all the time, and there's just a spotlight shot on it. Mm -hmm. But, but... The Superman movies are getting worse and worse. So I think I think there's a chance that this curse exists and it's just getting stronger and stronger. Now, it's not just affecting the people involved, it's affecting the actual films. Right. So that could be a thing. I could see that, yeah. Because they do... do they, does it not seem to you that they've just decreased and decreased in quality? It started off with Smallville post-season two mm. and then you've got the Brandon Ruth um, Superman and then we got the Henry Cavill Superman. I'll tell you this, I enjoyed Man of Steel more than I did Superman Returns. But I still haven't actually for... watched Superman Returns and I don't actually... I'm not Superman Returns, I was thinking Batman versus Superman. Carry on. Yeah, but in the rate in the way that DC is going, I, I do believe that something bad is happening to DC films and it's not good. I think more so than anything, Marvel, through no fault of their own, just being passive about it, are having more of an effect on DC films than DC itself. Yeah, because they're always trying to one-up them. Exactly. And because they're trying, they're not doing it for themselves and they're failing miserably and it's horrible. Exactly. Whereas Marvel isn't thinking about DC, they're just thinking about themselves. Exactly. And their brand. They're the trendsetters. And if they keep this up, they're winning all the time. So DC needs to do something completely different, which we thought they were going to do with their TV shows. And they kind of are. But we'll see where this goes. At the very least, I'm happy that they have their own area. And that's until Superman suddenly gets a series and fucks everything up as well. So, Like, half the stuff you've said in this episode is the Superman curse, and the other half is basically the DC episode that we did. Yeah, it keeps things interesting. <laughs> They're talking about the curse of the Superman. Yeah, soups well, up. <laughs> soups on. Soups up. Soups up. It's ultra on, Tarman. It's ultra on. Are we going to name this the Superman curse? It's ultra on. Ultra on, Just yeah. to take the piss. <laughs> ultra on. Oh, man. I remember the... Nice. The... Ultra off. Ultra off. Or ultra off, does in dead. <laughs> Let's not do that. Let's <laughs> please not ultra do that. Ultra off. Because I the like Christopher Reeve. I like oh, Christopher Before Reeve. we sign off, right, I'm going to say something. Mm-hmm. Maybe controversial. Okay. I didn't think Superman Returns sucked. I just didn't think it was good or bad. I mean, it was dull, but it wasn't unwatchable. Ah, uh, so you did see it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mixed it up with Batman versus Superman. I was happy they were still continuing the the legacy of Superman. Okay, I know they were trying to pay homage to Christopher Reeve's Superman, mm. yeah. but it felt like they were just trying to continue Christopher Reeve's Superman. That's the problem. It became about yeah. that, and it wasn't rather it than wasn't being Ruth's own, own thing. It wasn't Ruth's own character. Um, yeah, which I think is, again, uh, evidence of him being fucked over. Okay, I'll, I'll pose you one last question before we end. Mm-hmm. In the future, when Cavill's muscles have sagged and he's 
gone out of existence. Who would be your choice pick if you could have anyone to play the next Man of Steel? I think they should leave it alone for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, anyone that exists It'd right now... It would be a brand now, new actor. Yeah, exactly. Right. They wouldn't exist now. But if, if you had to pick someone, who would fit that bill? Charlie I Sheen? Th- <laughs> 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 oh my God, yes, let's do it. Let's do it. And let's oh make... my God, we didn't talk about the most famous Superman curse. Go on. Nicholas Cage. I was about to. I was about to say him. I was about to say. I was about to say. Let's have Charlie Sheen as Superman and Nicholas Cage as Lex Luthor. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I really wish that the, the Nicholas Cage mm. one had come out. Oh, I mean, Nicholas so Cage. We don't need any explaining. Maybe he is the evidence that we needed to prove that the <sighs> Superman curse is real. Possibly mm. one of the best Superman films is the making of the film that was never made. Oh yeah, you see that snazzy yeah. suit. And, and do you, do you see what's become of Nicolas Cage? It's like the universe isn't sure whether he made a Superman film or not. So it's kind of not destroyed his he, career, but made him worse. crazy. It's made him crazy though. Yeah, so, he's he's got in parts, but yeah. they're not exactly good parts, and like, no one actually cares about him. Drive and he's angry. in financial ruin yeah. because he buys castles he and shit. Who gold does that? Toilet tigers, and he sued the 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 guy who told him not to do it. Yeah. Because he says he led him to financial ruin by giving him good advice. Fucking hell, Cage. Yeah. yeah. But he's, he's if anyone was uh, to have a comment on characters from comics, it's him. Mr. Luke Cage himself, Nicolas Cage. Yeah. He ended up playing Ghost Rider. Yeah. Wow. And he named himself after Luke Cage. Did you know that? Oh, did he? He changed his name to Cage. Because of that character. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he was big on... He was Oh, yeah, I know, high. he's big on comic books. He was high on his uh, his own supply of money that he'd freshly made at that part time of his life. Mm. But he enjoyed life, you know, and even he can say, you know what, I spent it all, but yeah, I had Yeah, he's, he's suffering from it now. He's not dead yet. No, he's not dead he's yet. He's still got to live with no money. Yeah, and, and, just, and the mind that he has now. But mm. I, I like Nick Cage. He's a nice guy. <laughs> I haven't really seen him about much. Yeah. Um, no. yeah, I think we should probably wrap this up now because yeah, okay, it's then. gone on way too much. Yeah, of course. And we can't get distracted with, like, Leonardo DiCaprio and all the other crap that we talked about like we always do. Yeah, but that's how you do it. Yeah. So if you think the Superman curse is real, what can they do, Chris? They can... Um... Oh, I don't know. The, the, if, could, you, if you think it's real, get get your nunchucks out and start jumping around a fire because it is all just re- rhetoric. I, no, no. What I was going to say is that they could tweet or like email or Facebook. Oh, those two. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, totally. Like you can contact us and tell us what you think. You probably know what I think already. Yeah, I'm in two minds. I mean, I'd like to believe it's real, but it's probably not. I like to believe it's real just because there'd be a reason for them get the films getting worse. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But if it's real, that means it might affect Brendan Ruth at some point because I don't think he's actually been affected. I mean, I thought he had a rough couple of years after it came out, but I think he's settled into being an actor. Yeah. Well, he's getting I, regular parts. I'm looking forward to that day we can make a podcast title called Brendan Ruth Returns. <sighs> Do you think if we tweet him enough, he'll say he'll be in the episode? Yeah, man, we'll be like his biggest fans. Yeah, I love Brendan Ruth. Yeah, but I know it'll come to a point where we actually eventually meet him and I still won't have seen Superman Returns. Yeah. And it would be very embarrassing for him. Yeah. I'm just wondering if I can get Sterling K. Knight on the episode. Yeah. I don't know who that is, but yeah. <laughs> He's an actor. Okay, that makes sense. He, he won the Emmy for The People vs. O.J. Simpson. 
I still oh, haven't watched he, it. I really want to watch it. I still haven't watched he it. He was in that. Oh, yeah. I Purely because he, he, he responded to a tweet of mine. Yeah, I remember you said that, actually. Yeah. Because um, I, I was watching This Is Us. That's what I did over my Christmas break, caught up in This Is Us. Nice. And then I was like, oh, my God, he's amazing. And then he he, he replied a happy face to me. And That's then I was it. just like, but uh, most people won't know this, but Sterling K. Knight, he was in episodes of Supernatural. <laughs> so So when he did that, at one in the morning the other night, I went batshit crazy. And then I, I didn't want to act like too much of a fangirl. So I responded back instantly. And I was like, I know this is 10 years too late, but I loved you as Gordon Walker on Supernatural. <laughs> and then he was just like, it's never too late. Oh. Uh, I was like, ah, yes. Oh, he, wow. He's one that actually responds. So maybe you, you can try and get him on the podcast. Print that out and frame it. I've screenshotted it. <laughs> And that plus, like, my Thierry Henry, you know, message. I mean, uh, this has been a pretty good Christmas period that I've had. Yeah. yeah. Nice. But anyway, that's, like, he's the only one that I could probably get because he actually responded and read the tweets, whereas other people probably wouldn't. Yeah. I, d- yeah. I don't think Brandon Roos going to read our tweets. Let's think, let's pretend that he doesn't usually do that, but yours stood out so much. No, no, he always does that. I looked. Uh, <laughs> he responds to a lot of them. Maybe I'll respond to him and say, <laughs> but Who he are actually you? read it. But if, maybe if both of us tweet Brandon Roos every day, yeah. and by some he luck would we have don't get blocked by him, yeah. But, uh, and then by, we'll ask him to be on our podcast. Just sheer lottery percentage he would have to one day acknowledge us even if it was just to sell us the fuck off <laughs> he could just block us he could but but even then he would have blocked us he would have interacted <laughs> with us on a personal <laughs> level so i would just see that as another win how do you know if you've been blocked by someone do you get a notification I don't know. I, I guess we'd find so. out when we try to send him another message. Probably, yeah. I think that's the ultimate way to block someone, is not tell them, so they keep sending shit. Oh, my God. I think what I should do now is, while we're on, how about I send a tweet to Brenda Roof saying, me and at Chris. Yeah, do it, oh, do it, do it. Do it. My friend. We really need to wrap this up. but We, after, we love it. We're, we're live tweeting with Brendan Roof. Yeah. Think you're the best Superman since, since Christopher Reeves. Whoa. Yeah, okay. Well, it's actually true, though, isn't he? He's the best Superman since Christopher Reeve. I won't... I'm not sure myself. Who, I, who, I, who have we had in between? I like Dean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we need to do something to get our attention. Get his attention. Yeah, no, just, no, just, about, just... you think it. you've had the best post-Superman career? Uh, is that sarcasm? No. Yeah, oh, okay, do we say he's our favourite Superman? Yes. Yeah, even if it's a lie... Yeah, just get his attention, dude. Uh, and if he takes that badly, then that's his problem. Uh, me and Fantastic Brick at Dork's Deduction. Let's tag ourselves in it. Yeah. Think you're the best Superman since... Hashtag Christopher Reeve. And then I'll full stop and put fact full stop. Okay. I wonder how much hate you could possibly get for that. <laughs> I mean, who... Who is in between? Seriously, it's just Dean Kane and Tom Welling, and it's clearly not Tom Welling. I just got a notification because I tweeted at Dork's Deduction. Oh, I do From like my it. personal Twitter. Oh, I should have done it from the Dork's Deduction Twitter. I, I'm going to follow me. him just in case. 
Fuck me, man. Well, if he replies back, you're tagged in the tweet. Anyway, this has gone on far too long, and I really need to go to the toilet. He's a Hawkeye fan. Okay, yeah, you go. I need to go to the toilet, so we need to say goodbye. We'll update you guys on what happens, but uh, in the meantime, have yourselves a lovely January. Yeah, if what's left of it, because we're a couple of weeks in, like I said, Chris. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's definitely not the first week of January. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm going to burst, so goodbye. Lovely. Ta-ta, fans. Bye. Every day when you're walking down the street And everybody that you meet an original point of view And I say